0: There's no way at the coach you can say that I have an experienced rationale above my players on something like the wall. Let's see, does this work together? And then if you get a good vibe off it, let's bring it in. If you don't, all right, call Subscribe it. to the rugby stream on the OTB Sports app now.
1: OTB AM with Gillette Labs. Get the ultimate shave or your money back. Neon Night Edition, available now.
0: It's 25 minutes past eight. We're turning our attention to Manchester United. Andy Mitton is with us. Andy, good morning to you. How are you? Good morning. Okay, thank you. Um, A mixed week for Manchester United. It could have been a sensational week if they managed to beat Sevilla. However, a cup final against Manchester City uh, at the very end of the season, it's going to keep things spicy in training. It's going to keep the rivalry spicy um, on the streets of Manchester and all around the world. So uh, very, very important to get that win in the penalty shootout yesterday.
2: Yeah, it was. A June Cup final will absolutely keep things going right till the very end. And we've not always been able to say that about Manchester United in recent seasons. Remember last season, the season was over by February. Manchester United were out of the league and, and out of all the Cups as well. And you say a mixed week. Yeah, going into yesterday, it had been a terrible week. That result in Seville was it was was horrendous. Manchester United were completely taken apart In Andalusia on Thursday night. I I was shocked by it days after. I've seen Sevilla play this season. They're not a good Sevilla side. And they scored five goals past Manchester United after United went up 2-0 ahead in the first leg. So that's a real shame because that Europa League is a very good tournament, which I think was worth winning. And especially with Arsenal going out, Manchester United were favourites, but there's no way Manchester United deserved to go through. We're absolutely battered in Seville. And it just wasn't good enough at all. It really um, fell short of expectations. So Sunday, I got to half-time, and I'm thinking, okay, at least Manchester United are not getting destroyed here. Brighton are very, very good. And I spoke to lots of um, several players, coaches after the game, and they were all very complimentary about Brighton. And then it goes to penalty shootout. It could go either way. Manchester United were, were fortunate. Um, because it was a very, very even game. I, I'm really impressed by Brighton. From uh, United's perspective, uh, I guess a week like this
0: actually just reminds everybody how big the gap is to Manchester City and just how much work still needs to be done. Huge strides have been made, but there's still a load
2: more to do. Yeah, it's, it's hard to reach finals. You know, Manchester United reached the Europa League final under Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, knocking out AC Milan and Roma. It wasn't difficult. People just assumed that Manchester United would get there. It showed how difficult it is in these competitions. And you look at the league table, that's the reality of it. Uh, Manchester City are clearly the strongest team. I've been very surprised at how Liverpool have fallen away this season. Less so with Chelsea, because I I could see the chaos pre-season as they tried to sign anyone who'd ever registered to play association football. I just thought this is just going to be a complete mess, and it was. Arsenal have surprised me at how good they've been. They were excellent at Old Trafford earlier on in the season. And Newcastle's improvement has been ahead of, of, of schedule, if you like. And I knew they were going to get stronger. And then you've got Brighton, Aston Villa done done really well too. And Tottenham, Manchester United's next game is on Thursday in against Tottenham, I don't have a clue what to expect with Tottenham. One of the best games at Old Trafford this season, probably the best, was Manchester United's performance against Tottenham and then I didn't see them play in Newcastle but I was getting reports coming through the 1-0 down, 2-0, 3-0, 4-0, 5-0 <laughs> completely crazy but your original point is right, Manchester United are not there yet, need to strengthen, clearly need a number 9, that's becoming apparent in every game, the team doesn't score enough goals and needs strengthening in other areas. But Eric Tenaga's has done a really good job. For his first season, he's already won a trophy. Top four is, is looking good. And I spoke to him about this after the game. He sort of reinforced uh, the progress that he was making. He's keen now to finish in the top four. And then there's a small matter of uh, an FA Cup final against, um, yeah, City we were covering the
1: Forest game last weekend and uh, Kenny Cunningham was on co-commentary and obviously it was Maguire and Lindelof and I think it was maybe five clean sheets in a row in the Premier League for Maguire at at that stage and Kenny's view was that if United stayed with the four centre backs for next season, so with Lindelof and Maguire as the backup to Martinez and Varane, that Ten Hag would be quite happy with that, uh, and that he almost put it back in Harry Maguire. That Harry Maguire shouldn't be happy to be third or fourth choice. That you know he should be looking to either get out or force his way into the team. When you look at the errors on Thursday night, and maybe how much better than United were with even Luke Shaw playing at centre back yesterday ahead of Maguire. What's your sense of what his future at the club is like? Because it feels at the moment like you pity him almost. Even the, I know the way he talks after the game, he he talks a good game and he still feels and sounds like he's a confident player, but he
2: just looked a broken man on Thursday night. Well, well I spoke to him last last night after the game. It, it wasn't for, as a journalist, I just spoke to him. I saw him in the tunnel and I had a chat with him about uh, non-league football, like you do, and he was very relieved at that result because he's the Manchester United captain I think he carries himself very well as a captain but clearly football is what will be playing football and Manchester United fans might agree with Kenny and say yeah keep all of those players and then you've got a very good defence there because Rafael Varane does pick up injuries and you need cover every team needs cover you saw how much Liverpool suffered in recent years when they had defensive injuries it completely affected the season But from Harry Maguire's perspective, and he's given me no indication of what he wants to do next, um, I don't think he will be happy playing 15 games a season. And we've been here before. This was Chris Smalling in 2018. He went to see Oli Gunnar Solskjaer and and said, you know, am I going to be playing 35 games this year? Because I'd accept that. And Oli was like, it's going to be 25 games. And he's like, I'm not happy with that. So he went to Rome and he's done really well. And he never regretted that decision. I think Harry would be expecting to play the majority of games wherever he's at. I don't think he'd get a guarantee that that's going to happen at Manchester United because he's not the first-choice central defender. You also have to add in other um, factors. Manchester United need money, absolutely need money. Does that come from um, new people who own the club? But United also need money to stay within the financial fair play limits. And Harry Maguire is a player who would realised tens of millions certainly not the amount Manchester United paid for him with that huge fee from Leicester City and age isn't on his side now either but Manchester United need to sell in the summer to bring some money in to help uh, improving the squad with the number nine that I said I think Harry's got a a contract there the manager absolutely likes him when I was speaking to him last night it was just about him being a a captain He's, he's really aware of the club just the things he asks me It's what a captain should be asking. He's really aware of what Manchester United are and the standing of the club, but all that is secondary if you're not playing matches. I know you
1: can't wait to get past all the football and back to the real stuff of the transfer window uh, <laughs> during the summer. Oh. Like, oh. You know, Football fans, the way we look at this, it's, well, get rid of him, get rid of him, get rid of him, get rid of him. And there's a lot of that yeah. with uh, underperforming Manchester United players. And again, after Thursday night, you look at David De Gea and think, well, if Eric Ten Hag wants to play out from the back in that modern style with a modern goalkeeper, that's not uh, David De Gea's strength. But he raises the issue that a lot of these players are on enormous wages and yeah. it's not going to be easy to get rid of a lot of those players. How do you see that playing out? If they need to bring money in for various different reasons, then um, you know, who knows how the ownership goes over the next few weeks. But is Eric Ten Hag going to be able to get rid of the players he wants to get rid of or is he, you, would you fear he's going to end up with a booked up squad again next season of you know, four or five guys on massive wages, probably big egos feeling they should be playing, but actually he doesn't want them at the club?
2: Difficult. And it and it is difficult at, at other big clubs. But the, the point is true. Because Manchester United are not absolutely flying, the demand for Manchester United fringe players or players who aren't featuring all the time isn't the size it should be. And they all earn too much money. So, Gavi De Gea, the first one you mentioned. Another one I spoke to after the game. Spoke to him at length, actually. Spoke really well. He was the best-paid goalkeeper in the world when he renewed his current contract. Uh, is he the best goal in the world? Probably not. He's had an offer for a new contract. It's a lot, lot lower than the last one. Um, Eric Ten Hag wants to keep him. He feels that he's learning, um, even at his this late stage in his career, to play the Manchester United way that that he wants. I thought he had a very good game against Brighton. I thought he had a really bad game against uh, Seville. But he's, he's had a he's had a good season. I know he divides Manchester United fans, but. I don't think replacing the goalkeeper is is the absolute priority at the moment. And if you do, then suddenly you might be paying $60 to bring in another goalkeeper. And maybe that money is better spent outfield. And there's a good person in the dressing room. He's been there for a long time. Uh, I can see why he causes doubts. The transfer window, yeah, you ought to see the state of the messages I get on Instagram (laughs) every single day. You should publish them sometime. You should just like do it. I mean, I'm sure we all sort of privacy stuff, but you know, it's like, please, can you give me a private podcast where you just outline <laughs> exactly who Manchester United are going to be signing this summer?
0: Andy, you need yeah, to set sure. up. A, you need to set up an OnlyFans for that stuff. That's the yeah, that's, sure. that's the bit where the money comes in, Nothing rolling in.
2: To do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I give you as much time as you want. You know, <laughs> tell you um, a, 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 everything. You've got other players there, uh, like. Scott McTominay, who probably would get a lot of money, who probably does want to play more football, who probably would do a good job at somebody like Newcastle United. But again, Ten Hag is probably going to want to keep as many players as possible. There's players who uh, will leave. Phil Jones has not been playing. His contract's up. And it might be for the managers to call time on the Manchester United career of people like um, Anthony Martial. But this idea of getting rid of 15 players, nah. That's not happening. This is just going to be a normal summer of pruning the squad and improving the squad. And Ten Arden needs to be backed to continue doing the good job that he's doing. And if he isn't, don't be surprised if he starts looking elsewhere. Like that range of outcome is still on the table while the ownership question is yeah. still up in the air, right? Yeah, exactly. So. The Glazers might be saying this is business as usual, but I go back to that first point. Manchester United need money. Getting in the Champions League will help, and it does nobody any good running down their asset. Manchester United need to remain um, competitive, but the ownership is is the big elephant in the room. You know. What's going to happen? What's going to happen with the stadium, with the training ground? Who's going to be taking over? Are the Glazers going to sell? We saw more protests against the Glazers at Wembley. There's um, a protest planned for the Aston Villa game at the weekend. The fans have made their views very, very clear about how they feel about the Glazers being in charge of Manchester United on a consistent basis, win or lose.
0: What's your instinct about a time frame
2: on this, when we might know one way or another? Honestly, don't know. Nobody knows because... The, the 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 dates keep getting moved. At first, people were saying we want this to be concluded in the first quarter. I speak to people who know a lot more about business than, than I do, and they guide me on this. And the Glazers hold all the cards. Yes, they'd look um, slightly stupid if they suddenly said Manchester United are not for sale anymore because they will have be perceived to be time wasters. Um, there's very definite offers from from Qatar. Uh, from Sir Jim Ratcliffe as well. I think a worry for fans is that the Glazers take on even more debt um, to finance the stadium development and the Glazers stay in charge and, and load more debt onto the club. That's a worry for, for a lot of Manchester United fans. Andy, we'll leave it there for now. Good stuff. Thanks a million. Thank you. OCB AM
1: with Gillette Labs. Get the ultimate shave or your money back. Neon Night Edition available now.